All right, folks, this is now episode 36 of the Waiting to Excel podcast with me, your host, Darrell K. Douglas. Yes, it has been a while. A motherfucker has shit to do, okay? I don't get paid to do this podcast, so, you know, what you what you get is what you get, right? And so, uh, on this episode, I wanted to talk about, like, how to stack paper, okay? I'm 35, going on 36, and I would say over the past probably five years or so let me see how long has it been since i've been broke like 10 years 10 years total but five within the past five years i really honed in on the art of stacking paper and it's not some shit that you just learn if you're like me you grew up in a single mother household where it was your mom working jobs trying to keep food on the table Y'all had to drink, um, y'all didn't drink real juice. Y'all would drink like strawberry drink or orange drink. All the people from the hood, you know, who, who, who used to get wick and uh, food stamps know what I'm talking about. You know, that one gallon jug that looks like milk and they have like strawberry drink, orange drink. That shit's not juice. That is based on the true story of juice. Right. But if you grew up like that, if you grew up eating ramen noodles, let me tell you, over the summer, okay, when my mom had to make sure we had food to eat, she would go in Texas. There's a store called H-E-B. It's kind of like it's like a Texas thing. It's a grocery store. And I think ramen noodles are what, like 10 for a dollar or something like that. Or, or five for that, whatever they are. We would get boxes and boxes and boxes of ramen noodles um, because that's what we would eat for lunch and for dinner, right? If you grew up like me, you grew up with your mom, parents, you know, aunties, uncles, getting a new bedroom set when they got their income tax or getting um, a new buy here, pay here car. Where they put down X amount to like get the car, so they end up getting like a you know ten year old car with you know two hundred thousand miles on it and no warranty. But guess what, baby, we're riding. Okay, we're riding. We might even go to Rent a Center or, or Rent a Tire. Rent a Tire. We're gonna get to Rent a Center in a minute. Maybe even go to Rent a Tire and get some rims for the new ride. Okay, because guess what? For the for the, the the couple of months after you, you get that income tax and put the money down, guess what? Everything's working. The air is working. The radio works. All the windows go up and down. That was a luxury. On to Renner Center. I remember when my mom and dad separated, and my asshole of a dad kept the furniture. He let his then wife. And two young children, we were like 11 and four. My younger brother was four at the time. Like, leave. And this motherfucker kept the furniture. He kept everything. He kept photo albums. He kept, you know, our living room set, the bedroom. He kept everything. So we had to go to Rena Center and start from scratch. <laughs> and the last time I went to my mom's house, which was like a month before last, I was in Houston. My mom still has that table set, and I'm 35, so 
very long time. But back to stacking paper, right? I, too, started off like that. Making fucked up financial decisions because it's all that I knew, right? If you grow up in a household when where, where you spend until it's gone, it's what you're going to do. If you grew up in a household where, you know, when things get short, you go and you get a payday loan, you're going to do it too. If you grew up in a household where bad credit was the norm, your credit's probably going to be fucked up too. And that's the way my life was until roughly, um, I don't say I started working on this stuff 10 years ago. Uh, But more specifically, within the past five years since I turned 30, that I really started honing in on the art of stacking paper. So, how do you stack paper? And this is a question that, you know, you really need to ask yourself. Um, A lot of people have jobs, a J-O-B, a nine to five, or a ten to six, okay, or two to eleven, you know, um... You, you have a job, a J-O-B. You exchange an hour of your time for a wage, right? And I want to I I ask you something. Let's just say you're making 10 15 $20 an hour. If I were to come to you right now and say, hey, stop what you're doing. For the next hour, you have to do what I tell you to do. And I'm going to give you $20. Would you do it? Probably no. Probably not. You're like, what the fuck? No. But guess what? If you're working somewhere where you're paid hourly, that is just what you're doing. I remember working at Taco Bell. That was one of my first jobs. I worked there when they first came out with the potato uh, items. If, you, if you've had a, a beef and potato burrito, I was there when they first came out with that shit. The empanadas. Okay. I remember when the empanadas came out. In fact, me and my cousin Chris, we were both, I want to say we were like, I don't know, 15, 16, and they sent a sample box of empanadas to our location to, like, let the staff, you know, try them before it was time. And we would sneak in there and get, you know, a couple every time we worked. And by the time it was actually time to have that meeting um, with uh, the staff to actually try all the stuff, all the empanadas were gone because we had eaten all of them. So, so... That first job, every other job that I had where I exchanged my time for money, um, that's usually the way it works. But there are other ways to uh, stack paper. One of those ways, I call it legal hustling. Um, Legal, you know, there are hustlers that are uh, infamous figures in the community. Then there are, like, hustlers that hustle legally um keisha who does hair maybe without a license right she's hustling legally okay she's hustling legally the guy um that washes cars right he's legally hustling the way that i would legally hustle when i was in high school i started doing this i was in the marching band and uh i needed a trumpet and while everybody else got to go home and say, Mom, I need my trumpet by this date. And, you know, they went to, you know, Khan or Yamaha and got a trumpet. Not so in my household. So I had to figure shit out. And I found um, a really good deal on 
uh, eBay at the time. This is before Amazon. Amazon was not out, right? This is like circa 2003. Two, yeah, 2002, 2003. And I found um, a trumpet for sale really cheap. I want to say it was like it was like $100 or something, and it was new. It was made in China, right? And then I came to find out, oh, like this company in China is selling these things on eBay. I wonder if I can get them even cheaper, right? <sighs> Got that trumpet took it to school and everybody was like damn you got a new trumpet because you know people don't get new instruments they usually go to the pawn shop get a used one so it's like what you know how did you get this would you sell it and i think i sold it to like what are my classmates um for like two hundred dollars or something so i made a hundred dollars right so i took that 200 and i went and i bought two more and i did that over and over and over and over and before you knew it do y'all remember that movie, Pursuit of Happiness, with Will Smith? How he had all those damn machines? That's the way my room looked in the 10th grade. <laughs> I had trumpets. I had flutes. I had clarinets. And it got to the point where I was selling them in the classified ads. Again, this is before Craigslist. So I was selling them in, like, the local classifieds, you know. And I was basically tripling my money. Now I was selling them for, like, 300 And I was buying them for cheaper so think about like for me i was interested in musical instruments so that's what i did what is that thing for you like what is that thing that you could do to like flip some money i'll give you another example of what i'm about to start doing um i absolutely love candles i used to make candles and um i see that online people are selling candles so i'm gonna like try to sell candles online so uh that is one thing to do so really think about it like what is the thing it doesn't have to be some big idea like what is the little thing where you can consistently make money where it's not tied to your time right um so yeah that 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 is one way right so we're going to talk about ways to get your shit together a couple of things that you want to talk about Number one, you want to talk about where you're starting from, and you have to do that. You have to really take an assessment of where you are, and then we want to talk about where you need or want to be, right? So, where are you starting from? How much money are you actually making, right? Are you in a situation where everything that you bring in is going out? Like, as soon as it comes in, boom, you know, Netflix takes it, your cell phone bill, by the time you pay X, Y, and Z, you got $63 left, and you somehow have to survive until the next time you get this check, right? If that's where you are, then here's what I recommend, because here's what I did, and it made all, it made a world of a difference. If you have a checking account, or if you have a bank account, or even if you have like a cash app, or a net spin card, or what else they do, chime, right? Do this. Pull up your last statement, or pull up your cash app, and flip through and go item by item. Because the thing is, when people think about getting their stuff in order, they think that it's like, oh, I'm not buying Fendi and Chanel. I'm not, I'm barely making, no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. The reason I used to be broke was because of the $7 at Target and the $12 at the corner store 
and the twenty dollars going out to you. And by the time you add that up, guess what? Guess what? Pennies turn into nickels, nickels turn into dimes, dimes turn into quarters, quarters turn into dollars. Before you know it, you spent way more. So do that and then figure out what are the recurring like things. Like one of the things that I noticed growing up when I was younger uh, was like whenever I would go out, right? So I would go out on a Friday and guess what? I would I would say, okay, I'm just gonna have two drinks. I'm just gonna spend this. I'm just gonna pay the ten to get in, and I'm gonna have two drinks. That's thirty dollars. I deserve to spend thirty dollars. But guess what? By the time you get there and you have those two drinks, guess what? You're gonna have two more. And then, you know, you're gonna you can start feeling real good. And before you know it, you've bought a round of shots. Right? So when it's time to check out, your bill is $86. And you don't care. You're having fun. You're drunk. You're not even thinking about this. Then on the way home, you're going to stop. Right? You're going to stop at the Waffle House or the Taco Bell or up here in Michigan, they call them Coney Islands. And you're going to get you something to eat. That's another $13, $14. Right? Those are the little things that really and truly add up. So that's the first thing you want to do. You want to see what you're spending. But you also want to see what are you actually taking in? How long have you been at that job that you don't like? And why are you still there? Come on. It's time to have a real coming to Jesus meeting. Why are we so lazy that we will continue to work with these motherfuckers who we do not like? Doing this thing that we do not like. That adds nothing to your life. You're giving your years away. You ain't going to be here forever. Why are you working there without a plan to get out of it? Because guess what? Unless you have a plan to say that by, you know, over the next six months, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. So that on this date, I can do X, Y, or Z. If you don't do that, guess what? The years are going to keep going by, and before you know it, okay, somebody's going to be bringing you a clock with the company name on it or a watch because it's going to be time to retire, and you'll have nothing but shoulda, coulda, wouldas because it's going to be too late, right? Yes. So you need to analyze where you are and where you want to be, not only career-wise as far as like what you're making, but think outside the box when it comes to ways to make money. I highly recommend consulting or, or picking up a skill where you can make money. Skill is where the money's made, right? Picking up a skill. If you know how to braid hair, if you know how to bake, okay? If you're a good salesman, if you're a good talker, right? How can you take what you've learned and apply it to something where you could get all the money? You're over there working for Verizon, doing customer service, learning about customers, and you can be a customer service consultant for up and coming businesses, right? So how do you do that? The next thing that you need to talk about is your credit, okay? Do you have credit? A lot of people will say, no, I don't have credit. I... You know, I don't have credit cards because, you know, I just it was scary. Like my mama never had credit cards, so I never had credit cards. I never got loans or anything. And it was confusing. It was like algebra. I just stayed away from it. Right. And little do you know, little do you know, you can 
you can first of all if you have no credit you actually have good credit because you have opportunity because you're in a position where you haven't ruined your credit right let's let, let's talk to those people first the people who've just never gotten a card or never really applied for anything and so they don't know how to tap into it apply for a credit card go to a capital one or a bank of america or wells fargo and apply for a credit card chances are <laughs> they may say are you fucking serious? Did you really submit an app? This bitch is bold. Or they may actually get you one, so you'd be surprised. But even if they do option two, like I said, like what? You have a lot of audacity to ask for credit from us. They will say no, but, right? And they'll say, we'll give you a secured card, okay? Well, a secured card means if your limit is 300, they want 300 from you. But here's what's good about it. You go ahead and you get that secured card. You keep that balance below 30%. So that means if you got a $300 limit, don't spend more than 100 right? And pay it off, right? Over the course of six months, guess what they're going to do? They're going to say, we're going to make this an unsecured card. So here's your $300 back, but you still got the same credit limit. I did this with Capital One. I started years ago with a Capital One card, and now I have three. Um, now, like all the flights that I take, I've never, I've never paid for a flight using money. I use miles, right? Um, and just over time, build with a creditor. Show, hey, I pay my shit on time. I do my stuff on time, and and it will, over time, uh, pay off. So, where do you need or want to be, right? Is it that you want a car? Is it that you want your own place, right? You need to know what that amount looks like. You need to know how much do I need per month, right? In order to do the things that I want to do, right? So, if you were to close your eyes right now and say, okay, I'm living in some apartments like x or i'm living in a house like y right what does that mortgage look like what does that rent look like okay put that number to the side what are you driving if i were you if you're just starting do not get a car note car do not get a new car i think that's insane i think it's insane because you're giving your money away uh if you're just starting i highly recommend get a cash car don't go to one of these buy here pay here places because let me tell you when you go to buy here, pay here place, whatever the down payment is, is roughly what they paid for the car at the auction. So that's a little secret for you. So if they want 2000 down for that car and they say no, no credit, no job, no, we don't care. Well, of course they don't care because even if you run off, guess what? You've paid them for the car. Like they paid 1700 at the dealer auction for it, right? So every payment that you make is profit. And guess what happens if you miss one? They come and they take it and they do it all over again. And some other fuckers coming in and putting $2,000 down for the same car that you were just driving last week. So know where you want to be. Know how much that takes and be realistic with it. Let me tell you something. If you're making $2,000 a month, you cannot afford an $1,000 a month apartment. You can't. You cannot. Um, 
if you make three thousand a month, which would be like thirty six thousand a year, you cannot afford a thousand dollar apartment. Because let me tell you this: thirty six thousand a year is gonna bubble down after taxes and shit to roughly after taxes somewhere around a thousand every two weeks. Okay, I speak of what I know because back in the day, back in the day, right? That means one of your checks is gone. You never want to be in that situation. And then guess what happens with the next check? The next check comes in and you're paying your light bill, your gas, you're paying for food, and you, you have to live, right? So that next check is going all for that. And then guess what? Two weeks later, boom, that check is gone again. So you really want to make sure if you can that you are, if you're single, you want to be somewhere at least around 50. Because 50 a year will give you a little more than that. 50 a year will give you a little more than that. And you'll have a little more cushion, but you don't want to stay there either. If you're making 50 a year, if you're making 60 a year, you still need to be building something else on the side. Not only to supplement what you're doing right now, but because for the long run, right, you can't be dependent on that 50 or 60. How many people do you know that used to work for Exxon or Shell or Ford or Chrysler, right? And they were doing good. And then one day they got called into a meeting, right? And all of that experience, all of those years weren't automatically transferable. You've been working for Chrysler for 14 years and you just got laid off. You can't necessarily go right over to Ford and make the same amount, right? Because it's not transferable. So you want to make sure that you're doing something, a legal hustle on the side. You want to make sure that you're either going to school, that you're earning a new skill, that you're doing something so that you can do that. And so now we want to talk about going from point A to point B, right? If you're using Google Maps and you're at a certain address and you know you want to get to another, you have to enter those two points, right? If you don't know where you are and where you want to be, it's all for naught. It's fodder. It's just you're, you're just daydreaming at this point, right? And what is a dream without a plan, right? Again, like I said before, if you're working at this place, don't beat yourself up for working at that place so long as you have a plan. So long as you're putting money aside to follow whatever your dream is. How many people do you know that can cook their ass off and know they should be doing catering or have a food truck or own a restaurant, but they don't? You want to tell you why? Because they're scared of what other people are going to think, right? They're scared that they're going to step out on faith and lose money. Let me tell you something. This is the cost of fucking admission, okay? You go to Disneyland, you go to Disney World... Before you can get on any of the fun rides, before you can play any of the games, you got to pay to get in, okay? And the cost to get in is you're going to you're going to slip up a little time. If this is you, and I bet this is some of y'all out there. I'm just waiting until my baby get a little older. I'm just waiting until my money's right. I'm just waiting until I'm just wait get let me tell you something. Listen, Keisha. Samantha, Brian, Brandon. <laughs> okay? It will never be right. You will you will always push the can down the road. And eventually, eventually, you're going to look yourself in the eye with wrinkles and gray hair and say, shit, I wasted it all. You don't want that to happen. 
You don't want that to happen. Now, we talked about point A to point B. We talked about like finding a legal hustle. None of this is possible if you stay in the same surroundings, right? Broaden your search, okay? If you're like me and you like to use DoorDash, DoorDash has a radius, right? Meaning they will only show you options that are so many miles out from where you are, right? They limit your scope because, you know, a delivery driver has to be able to do it. But don't you do that when you're thinking about your dreams. I'm from Houston and I'm in Detroit. I'm from Houston and I've also lived in Austin, Dallas, and Seattle as well. Your opportunity is not necessarily within a six mile radius of where you are right now. And if that's where you're searching, right, you, you're you not searching broadly enough. That's number one. Number two, the people around you, right? If you're hanging around bum ass niggas, okay, guess what? They're going to rub off on you. You're going to start doing bum ass nigga shit. You're going to start doing right now. Listen, granted, I love Megan the Stallion. I love Cardi B. I love, um, um, let me think of some nail. The baby. Okay. Uh, 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 high fashion. What's his name? Uh, 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 high fashion. Well, he's kind of positive too. I was thinking of like negative, um, negative rappers. Can you think of, no, not really. Okay. But here's the thing, and, and, and there's, a, there's a piece on uh, Tupac about this very same thing, and, and Kanye, and you look at people like 50 Cent, the same thing. It's a facade, right? Cardi B, okay, and Megan are playing the role, okay, of, they're, they're, they're playing a role, that's, they're just playing a role, right? That's not who they are at home, right? But a lot of people don't know how to separate the two, right? They try to actually be that during the day and wonder why things don't work out. And and, and you can't surround yourself with negative people who ain't about shit because it's going to rub off on you. You know how everybody had to wear masks because of COVID because it was like, oh, you could spread it and the other person would know and this, you could be asymptomatic, right? You'll never get out of your rut, if the people around you are inadvertently keeping you there. If you want to vibrate higher, you have to be around those who vibrate higher. And then it'll become natural. Like, there are people right now who, like, I've met before. And I forget. Like, I literally forget them. Because if it wasn't a conversation, if it wasn't an idea, if it wasn't a genuine laugh, people become numbers, Right? Uh, and I'm just keeping it real. I curate my surroundings the way a museum curator curates an exhibition. Every piece that's in the exhibition was decidedly and intentionally placed there. Nothing is there by chance. It's there because I put it there. Because I thought about it and I said, yes, this should go here. And you need to start doing that. That doesn't mean that, that you have to get rid of your day ones and that you have to da 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 But expand your horizons, okay? Because if everybody's around you broke, where are the ideas going to come from? Who's going to invest with you? Who's going to brainstorm with you about your ideas if they can't even fathom what you're talking about? Right? 
If every time you're talking about reading a book or listening to a podcast or traveling somewhere to a new city to check some shit out and they're like, so that means you're not coming to happy hour? So that means you're not coming to the Woodward on Thursday for the show if you're in Detroit or or coming to, what is it now, Hamburger Mary's in Houston, right? You're not going to, oh, so you're not going to, right? Like, all your haters aren't people that frown in your face. All your haters are people that hate you. Some of your haters love you. They love you, but they're keeping you from your destiny. And they're keeping you from, and, and, and here's the thing. You've got a choice to make. Here's your option. One, be nice and, you know, keep them around. They're your day ones. You know, you, you're not going to change. You're, you know, Jenny from the block. Or two, you become a fucking adult and you make decisions for your future, regardless of what other people think. And only surround yourself with people who will allow you to do the same. Hopefully this has been fun for you. It has been fun for me. Um, if not a single motherfucker listens to this, I don't, I, I, I could care less. This is like therapy for me. But if by chance you, um, heard something here, if you have questions or, or, or if you had a ding, an Oprah aha moment, um, feel free, write to me, um, Darrell at live.com. That's D-U-R-R-E-L at L-I-V-E dot com. And with that, that's a wrap.